Hello, hello. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Real Talk Tuesday podcast, a podcast where we explore dialogue as it relates to self-love, self-growth, and navigating life in your 20s and your 30s, recovering from evangelicalism, and everything in between. If you are new here, I am your host, Sierra Scott, a certified coach and a content creator who quite honestly has found myself feeling so frustrated by the lack of realness I sometimes see within the space of self-growth. And so that is why I am here, because I am all about creating content that really does invite all aspects of human experience and not just some of it. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know what we're talking about this week. This week, we are talking all about navigating friendships and relationships in your 20s or your 30s, really just your young adulthood years, because I feel like there is so much nuance and so much to this topic that I don't feel like is talked about a lot. And so I'm excited to have a conversation with you guys about it. I will also say towards the end of the episode, I am going to address some of the like questions slash subtopics in which you guys mentioned that you wanted to hear talked about. Um, some of which you'll probably hear throughout today's episode kind of woven in between. Um, but there was a few that I felt like were important and that I felt like I would address. And so, um, that will be towards the end of today's podcast episode. As per usual, if you want to support the podcast, one of the best ways that you can do so is by leaving a review. I truly cannot tell you how much this helps me out. So whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcast, if you were to do so, it really does mean a lot to me. Another really great way that you can support the podcast and just follow along for more content. So you can follow me on Instagram. My social links are always below. Um, I will say kind of exciting news. I did just recently create a podcast for the podcast. Wait, no, I did just recently create an Instagram. There we go for the podcast. So I'm still trying to like figure out what I am going to be posting on there versus my other Instagram, or if it's going to be some collaborative stuff, I'm not totally sure, but definitely go follow me on there. And yeah, So today's episode, just know that throughout today's episode, I'm going to be talking mainly about friendships, but I feel like the things that I'm saying very much apply to any kind of relationship that you may find yourself in. And so really what we are talking about in today's episode is the many factors in which I think influence the fact that friendships and relationships are just really, really hard in your 20s and your 30s. We're going to be talking about some ways to know if that friendship or relationship is serving you or not and we're going to be talking about outgrowing people and questions to evaluate the friendships and relationships you have in your life and so no matter where you are listening to this from what mindset or where you're at with your community or your relationships I think this episode is going to be jam-packed with some value and I'm excited so I think that without further ado it's time to go ahead and dive straight into today's episode of the Real Talk Tuesday podcast. Okay, let's just start off by just saying it how it is. I feel like friendships and establishing relationships in your adulthood life is truly so, so difficult. And I honestly didn't even think that much about it until, I don't know, I had this realization a couple months ago that like when you're growing up, friendships are oftentimes so convenient because we go to school, 
We, you know, take extracurricular activities maybe. We're constantly in settings where we are forced to some extent to be social and to meet new people. And at some point in your young adulthood life, you kind of grow outside of that, right? Maybe where you once were going to school and, you know, a part of these really big classes and walking all around campus and seeing new people. Now maybe you are in a setting where you are working a job with the same five people that you see every day, or maybe even less than that. Maybe you work remote. And all of a sudden, it seems like at some point in your 20s that making new friendships and relationships, it's just not as convenient as it once was. And like, I'll even speak for myself here. I feel like, you know, as you guys know, I am a barista and that is one of my jobs. And with that, it's like, I see the same people almost every day. I work alongside the same people almost every day. And it's funny because I feel like sometimes, because I was talking to someone about this and they were like, well, you work in a service industry job. So you're like constantly meeting people. It's probably easier to make friends because you're in that job. But like, to some extent, like, yes, like I meet a bunch of people, but then also not really, because I feel like when you're working, especially if you're like working behind the bar in any capacity, like I'm not going to just ask somebody to hang out. (laughs) I don't know. That's just, it feels like a little bit of like a cross boundary for some reason. Like, I don't know. It almost feels like, like if you go somewhere and like someone's like hitting on someone behind the counter, it just, I don't know. It just to me, it feels weird. It feels forced, which sucks. I don't want to feel like that. But at the end of the day, I just feel like finding friendships and meeting new people is a lot more difficult, especially if you don't have like a huge friend group. Because in some ways, I feel like maybe if you have like a huge friend group, maybe you're more likely to meet other people through your other friends if you're constantly going to these big gatherings. I don't know. I'm definitely more on the introverted side. So I probably, um, I don't maybe put myself in those settings as much as maybe some other people do. But yeah, your 20s are crazy. And you're also going through so many external shifts, right? Like you are shifting in your career, maybe in company, maybe in your place of living, your lifestyle. You are going through so many changes. And I think it's really difficult because oftentimes we naturally find people and resonate with people who are more often than not in like a similar spot to us in life. And when our external circumstances begin to change, oftentimes our dynamics can change, right? Because it's maybe not as convenient as it once was. It's maybe we're not as physically close in proximity. And so being able to just catch up or, you know, maybe even just like our schedules have changed. And so our capacity to be able to enjoy that one-on-one quality time, is just not in the way that it once was. And so with all of that, I think it can also be just really difficult because I think it's hard for us sometimes to allow friends to be friends for a season and to also not make that mean any one thing about that friendship, right? I think sometimes we subconsciously hold people to an expectation and a standard that maybe they themselves have never agreed to, or maybe they themselves aren't even capable of living up to. I think sometimes we have this idea that the friends that exist in our lives right now, as we know them, are going to exist in that very same way for the rest of our lives. 
And that's like not realistic. People are constantly growing and evolving in one way or another, and people are going to change and dynamics are going to change. And that's a really real and natural human experience. And so I think it's really important to allow people to be in your life for a season while also not making that mean any one thing about that person. Because sometimes it's not even the person that is an issue. Sometimes it's just life. Life just happens and that is okay. I also think too, your identity is evolving so, so much within your 20s and your 30s. Like you are on, I mean, I hope that we are ever continually on this journey of discovering who it is we are, but I feel like in your 20s and your 30s, because you're in such a transitionary season, I don't know if transitionary is a word, I'm using it. Because you are in this stage of your life where you have so many transitions, right? Like society puts this timeline on like, you know, you go to college, you get like, like a big kid job, you know, you at some point probably get married, you have kids, like not necessarily promoting in any capacity, the traditional timeline of things, but like, this is the conditioning that so many of us have been conditioned with, right? Like we've all been conditioned with this narrative of like more often than not, like this is what we have been taught that we are supposed to do. And with all that, and with all of these transitions that we find ourselves going through, we are changing so much as people your values, your beliefs, your experiences, the way you see the world is changing, the way you see yourself is changing, your priorities are shifting, you're maybe, I don't know, like unpacking stuff from childhood and seeing the way it's affected you for the first time ever, and in that your perception and your perspective on life is changing, all of, just so much is shifting, right? And I think it can be so difficult in the growth and the expansion of all of that, And in the becoming of who you are as an adult, it can be really difficult to find people who are growing, one, just growing, but then two, growing in the same direction. And when I say same direction, I am not referring to finding somebody who is becoming a mere replica of you, right? (laughs) Like, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is I think it's important to ask yourself, like, is this person, is this friendship drawing me somewhere that I actually want to be? I think that's a really valuable question to ask. Is this person pulling me closer to somewhere within myself that I actually want to be? Because every friend that you have has some form of an influence on you. And I think it's important to challenge what is that influence? And is that an influence that you really want in your life? And I think in order to answer that question, we really have to get honest with what it is that we actually individually desire and need out of our friendships and relationships, because those things are also going to change. I feel like as we get older, I know that what I wanted within a friend or a relationship five years ago is totally different than what it is that I want and need today. And yeah, sure. There are some like overarching themes, but I think it's good to like get clear on what it is that you desire out of the relationships in your life. And I don't think that again, all of this in which I'm saying could apply to friendships or relationships, but I'm going to probably just say friendships for the sake of consistency. I don't think that every friend is meant to hit every value that you have. Like I really, really don't. I am so okay with the fact that I have some friends who I, I know that when I'm with them, that I am going to be my most like obnoxious, silly, ridiculous self. I have friends within my life that are so goofy and they bring out this like childlike side of me that I feel like I don't allow to come out very often. And 
that's incredible because that's not my bend. Um, I have other friends who resonate with the fact that I am not good with surface level talk. And in that, I have friendships with people who I know that the moment that we say hi to each other, we are going to be in like deep philosophical conversation the entire time. You know, like I have friends that allow me to process some really hard things and that are there for me in a really emotionally intimate way. And there's like a depth to that friendship. And it doesn't mean that there's like not depth to the other ones, right? But it just means like it's a different kind of depth. And I don't know, I have friends that bring out that more within myself and that have that quality that I have within myself. Because again, I do not like surface level talk. This is one thing that all my friends know. I'm not good with surface level talk at all. I find it quite boring and I just really struggle with it. But yeah, I have friends that exist with me in like the depth of conversation that I desire to have with the people who are closest to me in my life. And that's amazing. And all of that being said, I just think it's really beautiful to allow people to, I think it's really beautiful to allow people in your life to hit different values of yours and to exist for, with different purposes. I don't even know what purpose is the word because I think different people reflect different things back to yourself. And different people challenge you in different ways. And by not holding the expectation that your friendships need to be people who are like you in every which way, you actually expand who it is that you can be challenged by and who you can be loved by. And I find that to be really awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I just think that it's good to have the expectation that, you know, not everyone's going to hit every single value and it's okay for some people to be, you know, the people that you go to for deep conversation. It's okay for some other people to be people that you go to, to like laugh at yourself and to bring out a goofy side of yourself that maybe you hardly ever allowed to be shown. People can exist for different things and it doesn't make one better or worse. It just makes them different and that's okay. And I think it's important to also think about the fact that values are not the same as needs. I think it's important to distinguish what are the values that you desire to have within the people that you have within your life and the friendships that you hold versus what are the needs that you have? Because those are two different things. Maybe you need a sense of emotional intimacy. Maybe you need a sense of playfulness. Maybe you need a sense of, I don't know, whatever it is for you that makes you feel as though you can be vulnerable within friendship or relationship. I think it's important for you to recognize those needs and it's okay for those needs to be non-negotiable. But I think one of the most important things for all friendships and all relationships is really the relationship that you have with yourself. The relationship that you have with yourself really is the foundation in which all of your friendships and relationships are built upon. I think that sometimes we can be in a place where we have a really poor relationship to our own selves, right? And I think this is why it's so important to take care of yourself, right? To recognize what it is that you need, what it is you want, what it is that you value, and having the courage to to like fight for that or stand by that when the time comes. And I think just to know how to fill your individual cup up first, because when you are 
in a place where you have the awareness to understand what you individually need and the ways that you individually can provide that for yourself, you will no longer be looking to other people to do that for you. And don't get me wrong, I think that there is a difference between like emotional support and emotional responsibility. What I'm not saying is that people shouldn't be supportive of you, right? Obviously, we want our friendships to be able to be people that we have around us that we can talk to about the things that are, you know, that we're struggling with. But I think we have to be really mindful of the difference of when we are looking for somebody to fix us or when we are looking for somebody to soothe something within ourselves that in actuality we can actually soothe ourselves and i think a perfect example of this um a way that i personally had found myself at one point really struggling within my own life was at one point in my very young adulthood years i started to realize that every time i was struggling with something i wanted to ask for everybody's opinion I wanted to ask for everybody's opinion. I wanted for everyone to tell me what they thought they sh- that I should do because I think the reality was is that I didn't trust myself enough to make those decisions, right? I was filled with self-doubt. I was filled with my own anxiety. I was filled with just like I didn't believe that I was capable of making those decisions for myself. And I always thought that every time I would ask somebody for their opinion or that somebody would tell me what they thought that I should do, that in some ways it would make me feel better. And I think in a weird way it temporarily did, but it didn't last very long because the more people who I would ask their opinion, the more different I would get of answers, right? I would get more of a variety of answers. And then by the end of it, I'm like, well, now what do I do? I have so many different answers. Which one do I trust? So that's just like one example though of how I feel like what I was really struggling with in that moment was trusting myself and what I was subconsciously doing was because I didn't trust myself and I didn't yet have the awareness at that time to make that correlation, I was handing off the responsibility of all of my life decisions and how what it is that I think and how I want to live. I was handing that off to other people because it felt safer. And plot twist, it definitely was not the safe route. <laughs> Seemed safe, but you know, living your life based on the opinions of everyone else is probably the most dangerous thing that you could do. So, anyway, Know how to fill your individual cup up. Know what it is that you need and know how to also give that back to yourself so you are not looking to everyone else to provide that for you. Because it is in taking care of ourselves that we also are taking care of other people, right? We are releasing them from the expectation that they need to be everything for us. We are releasing them from this standard that they can't actually meet, that they were never supposed to meet. We are able to love people so much more purely when we really love ourselves. And I think that's really empowering. I think it's really, I think a lot of us, I don't know, I feel like in the media and just like movies growing up, I mean, even just like the Disney movies, I feel like so much of whether it be friendships or relationships, I feel like it romanticized a sense of codependency that like, you know, that the ideal friendship or relationship is one where you're just like so enveloped within the other person or that you're so consumed with all of their time. That's your one friend that you hang like, 
I feel like we have romanticized codependency and it's toxic. It's not healthy. And I think that by taking care of yourself, you innately take care of other people, right? You stop handing the responsibility to other people to fix your problems or to heal your own wounds. And you start learning to do that yourself. And I think that's really cool. And I also think too, I think that the best of relationships are always going to be with people that remind us that we have the power to do that. And not just vocally remind us of our power to do that, but truly within love and action, actually support us and empower us to do so. So I want to talk about some ways to know if a friendship or relationship in your life is not actually serving you. So here are some things you can be thinking about. Number one, you are more drained being with that person than you are being filled. I think it's really important to routinely check in. Like when you go out with your friend and you're out to dinner or you're out doing whatever it is you're doing, when you're in conversation, is your cup also being filled, right? Like, are you feeling more filled being in their presence or does it actually drain you? Are you feeling more exhausted? Lean into how it is you're feeling. You deserve to feel good within the relationships that you have within your life. I think another thing that we should think about is, you know, is this person, are they leading us towards self-doubt and a state of not enoughness, or are they leading us to a place of empowerment? I know that myself, I've had friends in my life that not only made me feel really drained, but I've also had friends before that just constantly made me feel like I wasn't measuring up. Like I felt like I had to live up to something that I quite honestly wasn't going to live up to. And that was exhausting. And the friendships that I have in my life today, I'm very thankful to say, are people that really do every time I'm with them and I get to spend that time with them, I always feel like more like myself. They always make me feel, I guess, I think that's the best way to put it. They make me feel more like myself. And I think that's something to really look for. They make me feel like a deeper sense of wholeness and they remind me of my own power and my own worth. And yeah, so I think that's something really important to look for. Okay. Now I want to talk about outgrowing friendships or relationships. And, you know, I think it's important to note that just because you outgrow a friendship or just grow outside of that friendship is kind of how I like to say it. Sometimes I feel like when people say I've outgrown that friendship, it means like, I don't know. Sometimes I think the way we word it can almost like just feed our own ego. You know, it just like affirms that like we've grown beyond a certain point that this other person has not yet. And in that, I think it kind of affirms some ways that we maybe haven't grown. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? When we grow beyond the bounds in which that friendship maybe existed in, it can be really, really hard. And I think it's important to allow yourself to grow in whichever direction that you need to grow in and allow that person to grow in whatever direction they desire to grow in. And again, to not make that mean any one thing about that person. It doesn't make the friendship that you had was bad. It doesn't mean any bad thing about the friendship. Again, people can be there for a season. I think that especially if you are somebody who has a value for growth and your own evolution, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you probably are, like your values and the way that you show up is going to change over time. And so I know for me, one of the values that I have within friendship and relationship are people that allow me space to kind of move around. 
um, my friend Abby put it in the most beautiful way when I was talking to her the other day of just like, just having the capacity to move in different ways within relationship and to, um, to just change and evolve. And to, I think that's how I personally know, like my friendships are strong is when I can change my mind and it doesn't necessarily affect the quality of the friendship. It doesn't affect the love that we have for one another. You know what I mean? So yeah, sometimes it is though, just a misalignment of values. And that is a very real thing. Again, it doesn't mean that one person is wrong. It just means you guys are growing in different directions. And I think there does need to be space for people to grow and evolve. And then also an awareness as to when that direction in which you or the other person are growing is just not in alignment with where it is that you want it to be. I think that incompatible growth trajectories is a very real thing because personal growth is really an ongoing process and we mature in different ways at different rates. We view maturity so differently and I don't know. I just, I think that in relationships where one is maybe actively exploring that part of their identity and maybe the other friend feels stagnant or, you know, whatever, it can just cause a sense of strain and, I think it's important to know when to let people go. I think it's important to know, like look at your friendships and to know, you know, when you are no longer filling up their cup or they're not filling up your cup in the way that you guys both deserve, right? When, when you guys are both draining each other more than you are filling each other up, like you guys both deserve better at that point. And I don't know. I feel like this is something that I very much experienced a lot when I initially left the church because as I've said before on a podcast, I think one of the things that I struggled most with and still in some ways do for sure is that sense of community that I feel like I lost. And some of the community that I lost wasn't as overt as being like, you are cut off from my life. You know, some of the community I lost was just in knowing the beliefs that this person then had about me and about, um, my own spiritual state and like, how, who I am as a person, how those beliefs changed about me and me not wanting to be in relationship with people that hold that opinion about me, me not wanting to be in relationship with people who remind me of this brokenness that I once felt within myself, you know, but in that, that was still really, really difficult because, you know, I had the awareness to know, you know, with our relationships having been built upon you know, things like going to church and reading scripture and going to Bible study and worship and, you know, these, these things that I had within my life that I experienced in a very particular way. When I no longer began to participate in those things in the same way, even at all, I, those were like the building blocks for those friendships. And when I began to remove those blocks from my life, those, the, the commonalities that I once shared so intimately with, with these people was just not present in the way that it once was. And in that we didn't relate the same. We didn't want the same things. We didn't like have a similar perspective on a lot of things. Like there were so many, and also you have to remember, and I'm saying all this because I know a lot of you guys have also, from my conversations with you, have maybe walked away from the church or who are deconstructing. Like, it can be really, really painful to, especially if you've walked out of the church or you've like gone outside the bounds that you once existed in, 
it can actually be really, really painful sometimes to have, you know, friendships or relationships with people within the church. And I think that's something that I also don't see talked about a lot. And I don't talk about it a lot myself because, you know, I have people within my life who I very much deeply love who are within that system. And yeah, it, it can be really, really difficult. And, um, not every friendship is going to stay and that's okay. That is okay. And I think sometimes that transitions, the transition that I went through of just like leaving the church, um, most of my friendships with those within it, um, most of them are no longer, but I think that was actually in a sad way, a good thing on both ends because I wasn't going to be able to live up to this being this person that I once was, this vision that they had for who it was that they wanted me to be, that they knew me to be. And they also weren't going to be able to be the person that I really needed in that time. And I feel like in some ways, the fizzling out of those friendships, it's like a really painful and yet somehow beautiful releasing of this expectation that we were ever supposed to be somebody that we weren't. Anyways, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I did get some questions about that. And so we will be talking a little bit more about this particular thing towards the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. So I wrote a list of questions for you to, as you're listening to this, to be reflecting on as you are thinking through the people that you have within your life. So here are some questions for you to help you evaluate the friendships and the relationships that you hold. So the number one question I have, this is in no particular order, but question number one is how does this person make you feel? I think sometimes we get so caught up in the logistics of feeling like we've had these friends in our lives for so long, or, you know, maybe they're people that you work with, or maybe they're just people that are close proximity to you. And then you feel the need to keep those friendships. But I think it's really important to check in with yourself and ask yourself, how are the people in your life making you feel? Are they making you feel better about yourself? Are they making you feel a sense of safety, a sense of comfort, a sense of peace? Or do these people make you feel drained? You know, are these people exhausting you? And also, you know, people are going to exhaust you at some point or another, right? So the expectation cannot be that you never feel exhausted or drained by maybe somebody, right? But more often than not, collectively, does this person bring you a sense of peace and a sense of joy within your life? I think that's really important to ask. So how do the people in your life make you feel? Okay. Second question. Does the investment go both ways? In no way, shape or form do I think that friendships or relationships should be transactional. Obviously not. However, I do think that there is a baseline level of investment that is needed on both ends to make friendships be thriving and to make them work. And so I also think it's important to know that like, obviously we all have different love languages. And if you do not know your love language, I highly recommend taking the quiz online. It's the easiest quiz to take, but I think it can really help clarify the ways that you want to be loved within relationship. And, and I say all of that to say that I find that more often than not, we love people the way that we desire to be loved within ourselves. And 
So the question I ask is, does the investment go both ways? And the investment can look different from person to person. Maybe my investment in my friendships, I think a common investment that I make within my friendships is asking really quality, deep and thought provoking questions and having like that depth of conversation and having that emotional intimacy and that emotional nurturing. That is an investment that I feel I do a really good job of making within my friendships and my relationships. Now, I have other people in my life who maybe that's just like not their bend. That's not the way in which they know to invest within relationships. Maybe for them, the investment that they are really great at making is constantly just prioritizing time together and initiating quality time. Maybe for them, it is... um, being goofy and being funny and being really accommodating and, you know, I don't know, always hosting and finding ways, like finding fun adventures to go on. Like people can invest in different ways, but I think it's important to really ask yourself, is the effort that I am making, is this something that's going in both directions? Or am I the one who I feel like is putting in a lot of the work? And with all of these things, there's going to be times where that investment is maybe uneven. Like I will be the first to say that this last year I have worked a ton and in that my capacity has shifted in as far as the amount of quality time that I have to spend with people in my life and so forth. But even in that there has been the investment in the sense of that I've been really open and honest with people in my life and I've still made efforts in the places that I can and I've shown people that I love and care about them in the ways that I feel I have the capacity to do so. And that's really, really important. Just because your capacity changes or because the other person's capacities change, that doesn't mean that they can't still show you effort. So ask yourself, is the investment going both ways? Okay, my next question is, is this person and the people that you have within your life, are they leading you toward the person that you desire to be or away from it? This question to me is so, so valuable because every person that we have within our life really does influence us in some way. And the question is, what is it that they are influencing us toward? Are they influencing us to dive deeper into a deeper version of ourselves that maybe we feel like we've yet to uncover? Or are they leading us to a sense of disconnection? I think it's an important question to ask. Is this person drawing you toward the person you desire to be? Or are they drawing you away from it? Are they drawing you closer to your values or away from it? I think something for me that I think about a lot um, as somebody that really does have a value to evolve and to grow and to change and shift, which I'm sure many of you guys have that value too, I already know because you're listening to this podcast, is, is this person, do they have a sense of emotional maturity, right? Do they have the awareness to be able to recognize their own projections? Do they have that sense of empathy and understanding? And I think a big one for me, because I grew up in, I think I grew up feeling like I couldn't really have conflict, right? Like there wasn't a lot of conflict, which in some ways is like great and I'm so lucky. And then in other ways, 
that's just conflict in a different way, right? If you never see conflict, if you never experience conflict, the conflict is just internalized. And so because I internalized so much conflict growing up and never really, um, I feel like had the tools to express it. Um, one of the big things that I look for is like within my friendships, within my relationship, am I able to have healthy conflict? Obviously I want conflict to be healthy, but am I able to even have the space to disagree and to hold a different perspective? Um, and are the conflicts that we have, are they able to be resolved? I think that's something that I've come to cherish so deeply within my friendships. And I have one friend in particular that comes to mind who is very similar to me. Um, Charity knows who she is probably by listening to this, but Mimi, if you're listening, but one of the ways that I know that she is a friend who I value so, so deeply within my life is just because she is a friend that I am more than willing to fight with. And that might sound really negative. (laughs) I don't mean it in a negative way, but like she is somebody who I am willing to get uncomfortable with and to have a different opinion with and to vocalize that as strongly as I feel compelled to. And I feel safe to do that within our friendship because I know that every conflict that we have, there is going to be a sense of resolve. There is going to be a sense of peace that follows. And I love that. And I cherish that so, so deeply. And so for me, I think something I really look for is within this friendship and even within this relationship is this one that I can experience healthy and safe conflict with um, and conflict that can be resolved. I think that's just a really great thing to look for. I think the other thing is, you know, does this person hold the capacity to see, know, and love me exactly as I am? I feel like all of the people who have gone through the process of deconstructing and who maybe consider themselves outside of the church or exvangelical, whatever the label is, or non-label, I don't even know, will appreciate this question. Because I think that something that I... I think one of the things that really caused a lot of my friendships to deteriorate um, for those that exist within the church is feeling like I had to be something that I was not in order to be loved. Feeling like I had to be something other than who I am in order for that relationship to exist in the way that it did. So something I now very much look for within every relationship within my life is does this person hold the capacity to see, know, and love me exactly as I am? And do I have to mold myself or modify myself in any capacity to feel like I'm fully loved by this person? I think that's a really, really important question to ask. So now I want to address some of the questions and the prompts and themes that I noticed came up when I had asked you guys on my Instagram stories, what in regards to friendships and relationships did you guys want to talk about? And one of the most common things that was sent in to me was this whole thing about holding relationships and friendships with people who are maybe still active within the church and are maybe still Christian when you are somebody who is either out of the church or deconstructing or just is not Christian anymore. And I resonate so deeply with the tension behind this question because I'm, I'll be honest, like this is something that I still wrestle with and find myself figuring out. 
Um, and I also live in the South. So I do live in the Bible belt where it seems like everybody is somehow shape or formed. A lot of people are enveloped within this culture and lifestyle and belief system. And I think it's hard when you've spent X amount of time within a religious space, your community becomes that religious space. And so when you leave, while you may be changing, like maybe a lot of people in your life haven't really grown in that same direction. And that can feel like a really, really lonely spot. And I have been there and I still in some ways feel like that is something that I struggle with. So just want to say that you are not alone in that and that I'm also still figuring it out. And all that I want to offer is maybe just what I know to be true for myself and see if it is of any help or wisdom for you. I think the thing that I am continually reminded of and the thing that is continually proven true within my life is that it is more uncomfortable to modify who it is that I am in order to be loved than it is to be fully expressed and to lose people along the way. It is more uncomfortable to hide parts of who I am in order to be accepted than it is to be fully expressed and to lose people along the way. So I say that to say, I think the way that at least for myself and everybody is different and every situation is different, the way that I myself have navigated friendships with those who are still within the church is I have done my very best with the friendships that I feel like there is an opportunity for me to still be seen and feel safe and to feel loved. I've done my very best to express myself as fully as feels safe. Okay. So that doesn't mean that you have to tell them everything about what you believe, or that you have to bring up the fact that, you know, they hold this worldview where maybe you're going to hell and that's hurt. Like you don't, I do my best to allow myself to be fully expressed in as much feels safe for me. And I let them choose what to do with it. I, I, watch to see what they do with it. Is this somebody who I feel as I am expressing myself in various ways? Am I continually feeling supported and accepted? Or am I feeling judged? Am I feeling criticized? Am I feeling like a project? And at a certain point, you'll know, like those relationships will just die off because you have expressed yourself. And in some ways it is harder, like when those relationships die off because of that, because it's just sad to know that maybe that was just the deteriorating factor. Um, But then you also have to remind yourself, it goes so much deeper than that. And it goes so much deeper in the sense that assuming that maybe you're listening to this and you recall having been part of that kind of belief system and ideology, you will probably more than likely remember that the way in which you were taught to love people was to either love them in such a way that it leads them to your worldview, which, you know, that's, I have so many thoughts on that, but loving them in a way so that they come to your understanding of who God is, 
loving them so that they can be saved from an eternal fiery conscious torment and in a sense looking at them like a project or just telling them like hey you're missing the mark and if you continue on this path you're gonna go to hell as like sad as all of those scenarios sound and as narrow-minded as they all sound the truth of the matter is that that is the way that so many people have been taught to love others that exist outside of the church. So I say that to just say that that's something I have to continually remind myself of because it helps me to remember that in the times that my own expression costs me something, right? Like it, um, when the return that I get on me just expressing what I think or what I believe or just being honest with somebody is them preaching at me, them, you know, it's even sad to think of just a friend like wanting to like subconsciously convert me, like whatever the case may be. I even then still have to remember that as sad as it is, that is the way that they know how to love me. And it doesn't make it okay to me. Like it's still something that really saddens me and bothers me, but at least I can understand it because I've been there. And if you're listening to this, maybe you've been there too. And I think viewing it in that way really has freed me from so much bitterness and anger that I feel like I could have cultivated by now. Not to say that I don't struggle with it in certain areas of my life because I'm human. I totally do. But I feel like... I feel like I could have so much more anger and bitterness than I do now. And I'm thankful that I've felt like I could process the things that I have in the way that I have because I'm not tied to that anger and bitterness. And I think a big part of that is just, again, remembering that I was there too and I can understand. And in that way, I feel like my empathy for the individual that has hurt me the most in that way is a means of healing myself and also just showing the power of like where I'm at today. And for that, I am thankful. So, and another thing I think is so important to point out is that I truly, truly believe that people earn the right to see your vulnerabilities. I truly, truly believe that like there should be a level of equity And that nobody actually has a right to know your story, to know your traumas, to know your thoughts, to know your opinions, to know the things that you are most afraid to say. Nobody actually has the right to that. That is yours to hold. That is yours to express in the timing that feels right for you, in the setting that feels right to you, with the person that feels right to you. So with all of that... When I make the comment about how one of the things that has helped me navigate just friendships with those who are still in the church as I am somebody who is out of it, when I say allowing myself the opportunity to be expressed and seeing how that is held, I want to make clear that I had people in my life who I knew I didn't hold that capacity with, that I didn't have that kind of equity with, and in that, I chose not to express myself in that way. And maybe at some point or another, I did a little bit, you know, and then I realized whether or not I was correct or if I was wrong. But I just say that to say, to be really mindful of who you are allowing yourself to be expressed to, because that's a really vulnerable thing. And your story matters, your, your experience matters, 
the way that you feel matters, and you deserve to share that with somebody who's going to hold it well. And I was also asked by some people regarding how to navigate family relationships when you are somebody who is deconstructed, um, to which I also am navigating because, you know, that that's really, really difficult because, um, I think that especially whether it be like a lifelong friendship or somebody in the family or whatever, when there is like that change in dynamic where maybe you guys once like resonated so deeply on this thing and then you changed. I think something that I've had to reconcile is that there are people in my life right now that are grieving a version of me that no longer exists. And maybe I have grieved that person, right? Maybe I myself have grieved and have accepted and have embraced the person that I am now, right? But I think there are people in my life that are still grieving a version of myself that no longer exists. And when I can look at it from that standpoint, I think it allows me yet again to free myself up from a lot of bitterness I would still say that like your where you are at in regards to your faith and spirituality, nobody has the right to know that. Nobody has the right to know that you get to share that in a time frame that feels good for you, with the people that feel good for you, in a setting that feels good for you. And I think something just all across the board, this isn't just with family, I just think in relationships in general, something that um, really hurt me within my journey is I think there were times where I opened up a little bit too freely and wasn't really mindful of um, the impact or like the... um, the way in which it was going to be received. I think I I gave a lot of benefit of the doubt too early on and opened up a little bit too quickly. I wish I would have maybe slowed down a little bit um, before feeling like I, you know, could express like where I was at because I was feeling so good about where I was at. And, you know, I think again, yeah, just recognizing that there are people in your life that are grieving a version of you that doesn't exist anymore And as much as you may not be there and may not feel that for yourself anymore, um, other people do. And that experience can be seen and can be acknowledged. And I can see that and, you know, let that be the case. At that point, it's really on them um, what they want to do with that and how they want to move through that. And that's no reflection on you. I also got a response regarding what do you do and how do you navigate it when you and a friend have competing values and needs. And I find this to be really interesting. As I've said kind of throughout the podcast, I think it's to be expected that people are going to have different values and needs. But what I think is really worth acknowledging and knowing is when your values and your needs are not being met. And again, I don't mean that all of your values be met because people are different and people are going to show up in different ways and show you different parts of yourself and friends can serve different purposes for different points of your life. So that's one thing. But then I would dig into the needs because a need is something that is essential And if you are not getting your needs met, it's not even about having competing needs because you can have different needs than I do and I can still meet your needs and you can still meet mine. Just because we have 
different needs individually doesn't mean that we can't meet our needs individually. Does that make sense? Or like collectively. And so what I would say is to really dig into are my needs right now being met in the confines of this friendship or in the relationship? And I also think too, if the answer is no, that your needs are not being met, I think especially in those relationships that you really do hold to be important to you, I think it's important to vocalize that. I think that's a a moment of intimacy that you can experience within that friendship or within that relationship. That's a really vulnerable thing to say, hey, I need this within this friendship or within this relationship. This is actually something I need within relationship in general to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel accepted. And give that person the opportunity to see you and to hold it well or at least have the opportunity to do so. And if this person is not given, if they don't hold the capacity to do that, and they have shown you that maybe even time and time again, well, then you have a decision to make. Are you going to, at that point, you can either say, okay, I'm going to readjust my needs. I'm going to, you know, alter what it is I need to make this friendship or this relationship work, or you can choose to say, Hey, I, this is a non-negotiable for me. This is something I'm not willing to budge on. And if you can't meet me here, that is okay. And I understand, but if that is the case, I cannot exist within this dynamic in the way that I have. I can no longer exist in the way that I have within this friendship or within this relationship. And I think it's really valuable to be able to vocalize and articulate that. And again, give that person the opportunity to do with it what they will. At that point, the decision is really on them. If they want to modify it and modify how they are loving you, how they are showing up in your friendship with them, If they want to modify it, they have the opportunity to do so. And if they don't, then they're not worth holding within your life. And I think it was Jay Shetty, actually, who um, he creates content on Instagram. But more so than that, he is a podcast host. He's an author. um, And he talks all about, he interviews a lot of great people. And then he also talks a lot about love and relationships. And he was talking about this concept of Like the real definition of love is loving somebody in the way that they want to be loved, not merely in the way that feels the most maybe natural or comfortable or innate to you. And I found this to be really, really interesting because I think so often we love people the way that we want to be loved. And more often than not, sometimes people just have different love languages. People have different needs. People have different values. And that's okay. You know, I don't think it's bad to have competing needs or values. I think the question becomes what happens when your needs and your values aren't being fulfilled within the context of that friendship or that relationship. Um, And understanding, is that a value and a need that you need fulfilled by that person? Because maybe it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe maybe that you need something from that person and that person has shown that they are not giving it to you. I mean, 
again, I think that if it's a relationship that you really believe is worth fighting for, if it's a friendship that you really, really want in your life, I think as hard as it can be, I think the best thing that you can do is vocalize, hey, this is where I am at and give the opportunity for the other person to receive it in whatever way they're going to receive it. And however that is, that is your answer. That's your answer. And that is so much easier said than done, of course. But like, I think one of the best things that sometimes we can do, not only for ourselves, but the other person involved is to believe where people say that they're at and to trust them when it's just like too much and to not constantly be giving people the benefit of the doubt just because you really want something to work if it's just not going to. And because I know I've had friendships where like I have literally held on for so long, even though I was maybe drained for a very, very long time, just because I really wanted this person still in my life. So in the long run, I think as hard as it may be in the moment, I think it is always easier to accept people as they show you that they are and to embrace reality than it is to hold on to friendships or relationships based out of just pure hope and what you want them to be. So in the long run, it is way better for you to just accept reality, whatever that is. I also think it's really important to try and discern when it's actually just like a lack of effort being made within a friendship or relationship. And when instead it's actually really just a difference of capacity. Maybe for you, the capacity that you have to prioritize somebody with your time and with your energy, maybe just isn't at the same capacity from the person that you're asking for it from. Maybe the capacity that you desire for emotional intimacy isn't necessarily cultivated within the person that you are asking for it from. And I think recognizing capacities and knowing that those are different among people and that somebody else's capacity has nothing to do with if they actually love you or how much they love you. Sometimes people can love you to the most that they know how, and that still is not really the love that you need or you desire. And that is okay. And I just think that's important to say, because I think sometimes people think that, you know, if you had only tried harder or, you know, if this person had just done X, Y, Z, then, you know, maybe, you know, you guys could still be friends or whatever. And sometimes it's just not that simple. Sometimes it really is as simple as it just didn't work out. And I think that needs to, I don't know, I think that needs to be more allowed as well. But if you find yourself in that space, I just want to acknowledge that that's a really difficult spot to be in. And I want to acknowledge that, but you got it. I know you do. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the Real Talk Tuesday podcast. As usual, if you want to support the podcast, one of the best ways you can do so is by leaving a review. My social links will be in the show notes. Definitely go follow me on there so that you can have a say in the next episode of the podcast and or have a chance to be featured on it, which would be pretty cool. So without further ado, I guess I'll see you guys in two weeks and thank you so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Real Talk Tuesday podcast.